Welcome to Exploring Alternative Relationships, where I talk with a different person each episode about how they went from their first, often traditional relationships, to different ways of being with partners. To stay up to date, please follow on Instagram, Exploring Alternative Relations. Now let's begin. Hello, and welcome to our next podcast, and uh, we have our next guest here today. So we could you tell us a little bit about um, some early relationships my first relationship, actually, I've never had a relationship. I'm 29 years old okay. and I've never had a relationship as a, let's be together, let's be a couple. Never, ever. It happened to me. Yeah. Um, don't know why, or maybe I do, but it's just happened. Um, I remember having lots of encounters with boys before I turned 18, 19. Okay. Because that was the point when I moved to Sydney. Mm-hmm. And that time, you know, me being transgender woman, that time I was there, was my first coming out, was my first coming out as a gay boy right. in Sydney. Okay. And then it all opened up. I started going to, um, you know, Oxford Street, mm-hmm. gay clubs. I really explored my sexuality mm-hmm. and I really started um, dating men. But it was literally just like casual sex from like night out. Mm. And that was lasting until 2000. 17 when i moved to london well, so what was your experience like in sydney because i guess sydney some people view it as quite a traditional or australia yeah. is quite a traditional type of place so yeah. how did you find sydney because there heard- is quite a large gay community there as well isn't yeah there? sydney gay community is like i would say maybe even better better in london it's just so big and so open and i've heard a lot actually what you just said that Australia is kind of like traditional and close-minded. Like, you know, I I don't know where it's coming from because every single person I've met were like, it was, it was, it was amazing. Right. And I've never witnessed homophobia in Sydney ever. Okay. Ever. Because all my friends were, I guess, beautiful, open-minded people. Yeah. And I never was surrounded by people I didn't want to be surrounded by. Yeah. And even if I was... They didn't make me any uncomfortable. So I just had to, honestly, all my memories for Sydney are beautiful, beautiful memories, beautiful experiences, beautiful people. I always say I would love to retire there. I would love to go there again because the people honestly made it amazing. I always right. see Australians as like very chilled, relaxed, friendly people. Okay, that's great. That's my experience, yeah. yeah. Whereabouts in Sydney were you? I lived in Sydney for yeah, three years. Whereabouts on like near the, on the, so the city actually, or something? So actually, yeah, I lived um, first six months like close to Wallach Creek and, Wallach Creek, and then I lived in Surrey Hills for a year, yeah. just behind Oxford Street, which okay. is uh, for those who are listening and don't know, never been to Sydney, it's like big gay district mm. and it's just like everyone there is gay yeah like soho in london type of thing yeah exactly yeah. but i would say even bigger mm. like people actually live there yeah, you know right. like okay. everyone who's gay live there like it's the it's the life you know yeah. um and then a little bit of bondi junction tamarama which was very different because there was no clubs nothing yeah but it was beautiful i had beautiful tamarama housemates a pretty place isn't it tamarama is yeah beautiful as well yeah, yeah. 
And I've heard this time is like apparently gay friendly, very gay beach or something like that. Yeah. But um, yeah, I I felt pretty gay everywhere in Sydney. Okay. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. You accepted. Yeah, definitely, mm. definitely. Mm. So uh, at this stage, you were. Would I was you a consi- boy. Yeah, you yeah. were considering yourself yeah, a, a gay was, man. Yeah, a gay man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was. I was comfortable with my body. I was just like super comfortable with my sexuality. I left all my left. All, I left all my life behind me in. Uh, Czech Republic and um, that's where I was born and where I was growing up and then um, you know I so I'm curious what it was like growing up as a gay man in Czech Republic because I guess again I thought that would be it's not so accepted yeah, there. It was hard because I was coming from a strictly Christian family, yeah. which really changed when I was like 17. The whole family was going through this enlightenment, spiritual okay. enlightenment. So we yeah. all like kind of left the church. Right. So, yeah. You're yeah. Christian, so when yeah. I was 17. Yeah. But still, coming from a little village and a very conservative, close minded society, I would say. I was, I was, I knew I like boys since I was 12. No right. one told me that. Yeah. But I was always closeted until Sydney. Yeah. So I, if, right, you okay. know, if you I got bullied for being gay, I'm like, no, I'm not. Yeah. Clearly I was. I was literally walking like with gay on my forehead. I was, right. I was always on the feminine spectrum, always dressing up, yeah. always hanging out with girls, always doing girly things, you know, yeah. studying makeup and beauty, doing theater, performing, like very, very feminine, girly. But it was just my expression, and I was okay with that. Mm. Um, and my family was celebrating that. And we, oh, really, the yeah, family yeah, were comfortable they, with they, that? they loved it. Yeah. But there was never a question about my sexuality, never the topic. We didn't talk about it because my parents, maybe they knew it, but they, they, were, they were like, you know what, let him be and let him come to us first. Like a don't ask, don't you tell know? type of thing. I always, listen, like I always was growing up in very loving, supportive child uh, environment. Yeah. And I had amazing childhood. I love yeah. my family. They love me. Amazing. We love each other. Yeah. It was always support, always love, right. which I'm very grateful for. And then, but I was, you know, I did, I was trying because I didn't know any better because the yeah. time was before social media kind of exploded. Mm-hmm. So I was, I had no representation. I was really hiding it. I didn't even want to be gay. You know, right. was, oh, really? yeah, yeah. I was just like, no, you have to marry a girl. And like, that's all I knew, you know? Yeah. So that's why I think. Did you, you didn't know any other gay people? No. Yeah. No one. I had mm. no one to talk to. Mm. Literally no one. Mm. And if they're aware that some gay people, I was like, I don't want to be around them because I wasn't comfortable with myself. Right. I was scared that they will clock me. Right. Okay. You, know? you didn't want to yeah. be outed. Yeah. And so I tried to be as, you know, <laughs> masculine, straight as I as I, I wanted to. But like, obviously, it's natural. You can hide those things. So mm. it always kind of came up. And, and how, did, how did it feel like, I guess, being growing up religious? What mm-hmm. did... What, did you or your family had a, a religious view of being yeah. gay? We there was never a conversation about being gay, never ever. Right in, in my in my, in my, in my household, yep. it was all we knew was just like sometimes like you know funny comments from friends and jokes about gay and people, and I was like always like oh shit, I was like 
I so you like, could tell oh. it wasn't good to be yeah, going. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, ah, uh, I wouldn't come out to this person, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, so I feel like right now I'm just so grateful for kids who are growing up these days because they have so much representation, and I yeah. just can see how important representation is. Yeah. So you you think it is important for hundred percent to be out hundred percent. Yeah. Why, why, why do you think that so specifically? Representation is important because people. No, they are not alone. They have someone to look up to and they are not feeling that they are weird or there's something wrong with them. Yeah. They're not feeling like they are the outcasts of the society yeah. as I did. Because yeah. I'm telling you, if I was on Instagram these days and I saw all these amazing, beautiful queer people celebrating their lives, mm. I would be out by 15. Right. And that's like, that's a fact. Yeah. Also, it would be easier because... Me living my true self, I was opening up my my family's mind. They were okay. always very open minded, always fun. But my parents always said we learned so much from you. Like you taught mm. us so much. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, they were like you taught us so much. Like they are just so they are more open minded. Like my mom, she sends me videos of like maybe there's, there's no justice and stuff like that, like mm. political things and like about our country. Uh, in our country she always sends me that so she's a big fan you know mm. she's a big fan That's and so great. is my dad yeah because he always like believes and that like do whatever you want yeah and as long as you don't hurt yourself and others mm. and yeah. him as a father he always tells me you know whoever you are whatever you do i'll always support you i mm. always love you mm. because you are mine mm. and I'm proud of you mm. oh that's amazing that's and, really touching yeah and I'm very blessed to have my family mm. and that's why it was maybe a little bit easier to come out to them although yeah. i never came out in their presence i always came out over the phone right so right. first time as a gay boy a in easier. sydney yeah yeah i was so i was so nervous i was just so i was like i'm gonna play i'm gonna present you mm. know the first coming out was hard. Yeah. Why did you feel like you had to come out? Like, for example, like Ian McKellen, who's like Gandalf from the Lord of the Rings movies. Yeah. Like, um, I heard him in, being interviewed once and they said, um, you know, when did you come out? What was it like coming out for you? And he said, darling, I never did. Mm-hmm. So for him, it just because he was grew up in the theater, it was just like people just assumed. Right. So why did you think it was important for you to yeah. come out? You know, that's a good question. I kind of wish, <laughs> I kind of wish I didn't have to. I guess I like to make things official and very like yeah. particular, I guess. Yeah. And maybe I thought my parents were ex- expecting me to date girls. I don't know. I don't know. Right. I just said, so I said to my mom, I said to my mom, I was like, yeah. And then my mom was kind of like, crying but not because of me but she was crying because she knew i went through so much bullying through high school and i never told them yeah yeah so she knew how much i suffered but i never told anyone right because for me it was if i if i told someone that i suffer i'm being bullied Mm. then i can have to open up me being gay yeah and i never wanted to talk about me being gay my family i wasn't ready yeah yeah so i just want to make official i remember my mom was like okay Two, three weeks, she was a bit sad. And, you know, she was like, maybe isn't it phase? Maybe you will like girls mm. and maybe you'll just mm. buy. So she still thought that like being gay is a bit weird because she, as again, she had no friends who are gay. Yeah. She had no representation. She she didn't know any better, mm. you know? So I can't be mad at her. She knew the mm-hmm. best, you yeah. know, she did her best. 
But now she's you know, fine. It was literally like a shock first three weeks. And my dad was like, yeah, I thought I knew anyway. Just, you know, um, just be careful about people who maybe not like you, but just be strong. Like, I wish you all the best. And then it was super easy. I opened up. I blossomed. I was very flamboyant, very feminine, very extravagant. I started to perform because I always wanted to perform. This is in Sydney? In Sydney. Yeah. Uh, I started to do some, some shows. Um, you know, I was really expressive with my makeup because it was my job, makeup artist. I was doing makeup on me. And my last year in Sydney, I started calling myself genderless. I was on a spectrum of boy and a girl. Yeah. I was very, very, very feminine. Yeah. I started going out, putting um, wigs on. Mm-hmm. Um, but at that time, it was still for fun and expressing yeah. myself as a performer. Yeah. And it was always creative. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was kind of my Sydney life Mm. um so did you i guess you felt did you feel like you'd have all this suppression and like pent up of you know you wanting to be yourself when you got to sydney and you finally got to express who you are yeah i'll tell you something as a kid before puberty as a kid we're talking about we're talking we're talking four years old till 11 years old Mm -hmm. i was in heels in wigs in scars i was performing i was out there yeah. i was always the ending of the family right then puberty hit me yeah and i was ashamed because right. of the society around me yeah so as i'm wondering if my classmates were queer if i would let myself shine and mm. be who i was yeah. i think i did i think i would yeah but i wasn't it was a bad thing to be gay mm. so i closed up and i stopped doing things i loved mm. and back in sydney i opened up again mm. so I call it a little break. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't like to, I don't, I don't like memories between 15 to 18. I don't. Yeah. It was just high school, boarding school, loneliness, bullying. Yeah. Being a good student, but never fun, no dating. Mm. I never dated boys because I was closeted. Yeah. I loved them. I wanted to be with someone, but I never was. So do you think there's a lot of, I wish I had a boyfriend, you know, a little boyfriend, teenager boyfriend. would be so cute. Yeah. Next life. Do you feel like, I guess, you know, generally a certain percentage of the population is uh, uh, gay, um, for want of a better phrase. And do you feel like in Czech Republic and I guess Central Europe or Eastern Mm -hmm. Europe, however you want to describe it, Mm -hmm. um, do you think people, there's still the same percentage, but they just suppress it within themselves or leave like you did? Yeah, 100%. And also, I'm sure you know that like sexuality is not just like gay, straight, nothing in between. It's a spectrum, you yeah, know? Of course, yeah. So there's so many people who are, you know, can just identify themselves as straight, yeah. but then they do, I don't know, like queer kind of or gay thinking things. Yeah. And so again, they can't really be like, oh, maybe I'll be labeled as a gay. Mm. But I think that there is definitely a certain percentage. Apparently now in London is like, or UK is like 10%. Okay. People who identify as LGBT, right. which is not just gay. It yeah. can be bisexual, it can be pansexual, it can be yep. um, uh, gynosexual, it can be trans, whatever, you know, mm. gender, non-binary, all yeah. of that. What does gynosexual mean? Gynosexual guys are guys who sleep with me, who are guys who are attracted to trans girls and cis girls. Okay. They love the femininity. Yeah. So they would never sleep with masculine cis girl. Yeah. But they don't mind feminine trans girl. Right. They love the femininity. Yeah. They love the idea of like very feminine woman. Yeah. And they don't care 
if they are pre-op or post-op, it's called uh, vagina, they don't care. Right. So that's gynosexual. Okay, interesting. Yeah. So guys who are like always like, oh, like I'm straight, but like, but I like you, or like I'm not gay, but I like you. I always tell them, honey, first of all, I'm a woman, so don't worry about your label gay. And maybe have a look at the terminology that gynosexual, because that's exactly who you are. Right. <laughs> um, anyway, so like, you know, there's big percentage of people who are identified as some part as um you know lgbt or even the guys who sleep with me <clears throat> are not just like the conventional like black and white stereotype mm. hetero mm. you know little you know a little bit like spectrum as well it is you know i feel like if people had definitely more representation more freedom they would wear growing up in safe environment if people were surrounded by love acceptance acceptance and open-minded people the world would be definitely more loving and people would feel more free mm. safe and themselves mm. i guess regardless if it's a czech republic or uk yeah you know But definitely the percentage, I would say it's smaller because mm. of the circumstances, because it's kind of still behind. Mm. Although Czech Republic or Czechia is still, I would say, the most Western Eastern European country. Right. People, are, young people, especially, I would say like now zero to 40, mm. are very open-minded, very accepting. They want to be the West kind of Western world mm. society. Definitely. Right. But I can see that. I can feel the effort. I can see how people are very open-minded these days mm. but it will take some time because of the communism and christianity yeah. and close-minded people it's the close-minded people yeah. because czech republic is one of the most atheistic countries in the world and surprisingly but somehow atheistic yeah, yeah right. atheistic yeah. Yeah. somehow there's still no uh, marriage equality because people still blaming god or whatever mm. although 80% of people would support it. Mm. It's really interesting. So I guess something that's topical at the moment is the Barbie movie. Mm -hmm. And like there's uh, obviously a lot of representation in that. And um, it feels like they've made the movie to make it representative. Yeah. Um, like obviously there's been a lot of controversy and pushback from uh, traditional mm -hmm. uh, conservative people. Um I guess, you know, or closeted you, people who are closeted <laughs> people, yeah, who don't want to admit their, oh, what, yeah. what, what they are. Um, I guess, do you think movies like that, you know, you're talking about having, um, representation or that type of thing, um, people out there in the, in the general public, is it important? Do you think having movies like Barbie? 100%. First of all, I haven't seen Barbie. Um, I really want to, but I haven't had time, yeah. but I've heard about this, loud like people are like angry and stuff like that and i'm just like if someone is just different and it doesn't hurt you they don't offend anyone there's no violence why would you be so angry about it like mm. people are not angry about guns and murders and shooting <laughs> but they're <laughs> angry true. about someone being themselves and yeah. living their shiny life yeah Don't you live in a little very miserable world, like in mm. your misery, in your mm. own self-hate? Yeah. That because someone is shining so beautifully, mm. you're just so bitter mm. and you don't let, want them to be happy? Yeah. What's your fucking problem? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. I will never understand that. That seriously, as like, like serious topics such as rape, violence, guns, 
Every, everyone is silent about it. No one, there's no, never outrage about, oh, this movie is violent. We're going to ban it in, in our country. Mm. Yeah, that's true. So it's like 18 plus, done, boom. Yeah. You know? Being different is so important to be, re- like, be represented in, in movies and in, in on TV. Like, you know, when I first saw some uh, trans character, I was just like, finally, yes. Like, mm. you know, it's not just like those mythological creatures that maybe they live yeah, right. in, at night only in Soho or mm. like, you know, mm. people, they're just like these freaks who are just like, oh, we're out, out of society. Like, it can be a doctor, it can be a bus driver, mm. you know. Like, trans people are everywhere. Mm. But maybe the, you don't know them because they're possible, first of all. Like, mm. why do you care? Mm. They just live in their best life. They're trying to be the best version of themselves as yeah. everyone else. Yeah. What's so wrong about it, mm. you know? I never understood the controversy about being trans or being different. It's just like... Why don't you just get on with your life, shut up, and let people laugh who they want to laugh and identify as they want to identify. It's just a matter of respect. Yeah. Nothing else. And if you have if you have prejudice beliefs, if you have judgmental beliefs in your core mind, deep, deep, deep inside of you, think, where is it coming from? Is it society? Is it the religion? Is it my parents? Second, why does it bother me so much that I have to get angry on TV and just put all these people, innocent people down? Why? Like, why you, more people who are always like, did outrage, you know, have the big outrage and anger. Mm. Why? I always think like it must be them. Not like, not us, but it must be them because they're just, they want so like, you know, the, the traditional family and traditional values and man and a woman. And like, if you are different and like something wrong with you and it's like God is and God dad, like, I feel like life and the world should all be about acceptancy, tolerancy, and also education because those people sometimes are not very educated and right. ignorance and arrogance comes from being uneducated because once you meet someone who is walking this hard path who is minority who is different who's been through a very challenging journey you will look at them through much kinder eyes and more compassion and you will understand their story and you'll be like oh okay uh maybe i shouldn't have said the things i said yeah um so definitely representation and helps and being educated through people because the more representation and more mm, people who are different have we have around us, the more we normalize that mm. and it will be more okay and mm. there'll be less and less angry people mm. being angry about stuff that are not even worth to be angry about or not even worth to like talk about and waste anyone's time. Yeah. I find yeah, I find the outrage uh, about it just um I just I don't quite get it like why people get so upset about it but I've I, w- I saw someone talking Did you see uh, the Costa thing yesterday? Yeah. Did you see the Costa car? <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's just try it's it's almost like Ridiculous. trying to trying to create outrage for the sake of creating outrage and there's I don't know if you've heard of Jordan Peterson um he's like a controversial conservative um, psychologist who's on Joe Rogan and all those type of things mm-hmm. regularly. 
and um, there's an interview with him somewhere and he's saying he's worked out how to monetize outrage. So he's basically worked out that, yeah, he can make a living off, you know, getting people outraged and being really? outraged. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So, yeah, like they don't talk I'll about that some much. videos later. <laughs> yeah. But like, no, but Jordan Peterson is one of these conservative people. And so, um, like he admitted to the public that that's what he does. He just tries to be outrageous and say mm. outrageous things and criticize minorities because, yeah, he can he can make money from them. I love that. Yeah, it's, it's just yeah, crazy. Um, but uh, something that you mentioned that I thought um, might be interesting to talk about would, mm -hmm. um, you know, you were saying you use the term passable. Yes. And so I guess I'm interested on your thoughts of that, of how, like, um, you know, I guess I've spoken to some people about you, um, you know, with your Instagram and they don't realize that right. you're a trans woman. Okay. And- um, for them, it's like a shock yeah. and they're surprised. Mm -hmm. um, I, and I guess like curious about your thoughts about that. And um, yeah, yeah. What, what's your thoughts Trust about me, that? Trust me, I had a few boys being surprised in my bedroom as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, no idea. But they did anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm definitely aware of the fact that I'm super lucky to be passable. I'm super, I feel super privileged. Um, although, you know, it hasn't been easy and I'm still having gender dysphoria, which is like having body image issues and like not being comfortable in my body every single day. Even though like people be like, what? You like, you, you know, it's like, it's in me. It's, I don't know if it's like an illness or if it's, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to label it. I know it's something maybe. I realize it might not ever go away. Mm. It's just this discomfort, like seeing some parts of my body right. masculine and don't like it, and I'm not liking it. Yep. But I know at the other side, like other hand, I should be very grateful for the body I have. You know, I'm always very like, you know, be grateful, gratitude. Like it's like my motto and like, it's very hard to be grateful in a body and love yourself if you're transgender. It's so mm. hard. Mm. But, um, yeah, I've been definitely, I would say, I would say, my, I would call myself being passable definitely the past three years for sure. Mm -hmm. When kind of my social anxiety got a little bit better, like I could leave the house without scarf and sunglasses out of my face. Mm. Because the worst part of my life was the part in between when you know you're a woman, mm. but you still look like a stereotypical man. Right. You know, it takes some time to laser all your facial hair. Right. It takes time to get, go to appointments to doctor and arrange your hormones treatment, mm -hmm. get hormones and testosterone blockers. It takes so much time for changes. Then if you are not lucky as me, who have nice bone structure, feminine kind of bone structure, you need to go surgery. So mm. it's another 10 grand of just facial feminization surgery. Mm. You know, if you are, very, very tall. You're very kind of out there. You know, if you have like big feet, big, big people like will see that. And like, you're not possible if you have like broad shoulders, you're not possible. So there's lots of things that people, trans people have to deal with. Mm. And if you're not possible, which I wasn't the first, I would say maybe two, three years of my life. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> I was never super masculine, but like, you know. People could tell sometimes mm. that it was it was lots of bullying, lots of like abuse and attacks in the streets, and like right. me being like called names and like being being stalked and like 
that was very hard. So I think like being possible is so important for a trans woman. If she is not strong enough as me, I would say. Right. I would say like I'm strong enough to like, you know, follow my path and follow my intuition. But like in terms of dealing with people and being called names and like bullying, I'm not strong enough. I'm very sensitive. Yeah. So I'm so glad that <clears throat> I'm in this position right now when I am possible. And I'm so glad because I am proud to be trans woman. I mm. really am. But I'm exhausted to see everyone's reaction on daily basis, like hundred people to talk about it, you know, mm. like here podcast. Great. I mm. love talking about this, you know, mm. I'll do, but like also for my safety, I definitely enjoy being possible because it was really hard before that. And mm. now just everyone just leaves me alone yeah. and don't know my story. Don't know what I have, what I'm packing, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, people just get on with his life. And I kind of wish that it wasn't just like, it's a boy, it's a girl, mm. and oh, if it's in between as non-binary people or people or trans people or trans people in their transition, mm, it's almost like, wow, look at them. Mm. It's always, I would love to say not negative, but there is usually negative, like kind of judgment, like reaction if someone is in between the mm. stereotypes of the binary of female and male. Mm. If I have, you know, because, you know, it's people stand out like that mm. and you notice them more. And, you know, if you're a good human being, decent human being, you just like let people live. But like, unfortunately, some people, especially I would say like younger boys who are very um, opinionated and loud. Yeah. And it was very like negative and sometimes, sometimes scary. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. And I guess... It's because, you know, maybe, um, you know, more people are transitioning and it's, but it's still unusual or, or, not, or however you want to, whatever word you want to say, mm -hmm. but like. Um, common maybe. Yeah, less common, yeah. I guess. Whereas I, I, I wonder if it was kind of similar when, um, you know, in the maybe like 60s and when I guess gay men felt more comfortable in yeah. coming out yeah. and so they went through a whole stage mm -hmm. and they would have been you know they were attacked and yeah. violence and name calling and all that type yeah. of stuff and there's still that around but oh, yeah. but maybe less of it because it's more accepted oh yeah except 100 100 i agree with you because like it's more representation you know it's like oh yeah he's gay cool yeah you know yeah but being trans is still so controversial and like especially now i would say like it's so loud because People who have no idea about being trans just talk about it so loudly and have so many f thousand followers and they just follow them, follow them blindly mm. and believe in their opinion without even having an experience with mm. real trans person. And like, that's why I feel like it's so important to just like get in mainstream, get trans people, dating famous people, mm. you know. I would love to see some famous guys dating trans women. It would be so helpful for mm. us so much. Um, also, lots of people just coming out as trans. You know, it's happening. It's happening. And I've, I'm very positive about the future. I know I, I think it's going to get better and better with time. And then people, more and more people will transition. And I'm not saying more people will transition because... It's not, you know, you either know or you don't know. Like you, you either are trans or you're not. Like you can't mm. 
someone can't force you to be trans because like it's in you. People don't realize like you're born with that. Mm. Um, but I'm talking about like, I hope more people find the courage to follow their own path and calling and they will shine because they will know that there's nothing wrong with them. They will know they have representation. They know they have so much support and it's all good and it's accepted, it's supported, it's cool. No one is going to be very loud about them. No one's going to hurt them. They can live their true life safely. Mm. That's great. Yeah, I hope people are able to listen to this and get some hope and yeah. reassurance from that. That's my wish for the future. <laughs> yeah. So I guess um I guess one of the things you you mentioned as well like you know you know bringing some boys back and then being surprised. Yeah. <laughs> um what do you think about Do you think do you think you you should tell people? Oh uh, no! Like now I do. Right <laughs> now, like now I do. But like sometimes this ha- this always happened. Like obviously, I wouldn't take a man without him knowing now. Right. Now, yeah. but this happened when I thought I was visibly trans. So right. I kind of right. You didn't ve- feel like you I need assumed, to say it. Like yeah. I was literally. Like, there was times I was literally like looking like a drag queen. Right, and I was like, it was before hormones. It was like. And he was like, I had no idea. I'm like, what? <laughs> but, you know, it was after alcohol. It wasn't like sober, obviously. Yeah. We, were, we weren't. Um, and other times it happened. Yeah, it was always alcohol involved. Mm. When I always thought that like they would know. Mm. Uh, twice it happened when I had it on my dating profile. Mm. I even mentioned that. Mm. And I just didn't even read it or didn't even like pay attention. Mm. I don't know what I was they were thinking. Well, yeah, it was probably guys just looking at the pictures. Oh, she's hot. Let's meet up. Yeah, but they, they, this happened actually to me two weeks ago. Dude, right. This guy, he literally, I was like, yeah, he was he was even asking me what is pre-op, <laughs> and I told him like, yeah, I had, I didn't have the bottom surgery, and he was like, okay, cool. He came over and he was like, <laughs> like we spent together like half an hour kissing. Yeah, and then he goes down on me. He's like. What and he literally like he's literally like a jump from a shock. Yeah. Um, but you know I calmed him down later, so it was okay. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but like I just want to say like that was like those cases like wasn't my fault. But now if I'm out and we about to like if we're just chatting mm. and we having drinks, kissing, cool. But if it gets like, why would I say nice to meet you? I have a dick. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not gonna do that. Yeah. Why would I like? How do I know he wants to sleep with me anyway? Like mm. maybe he will just he just likes me. Mm. He just wants to have a chat. Like mm. I don't think it's important that that moment. Mm. But when we kind of, you know, we get a little bit closer and like mm. the sexual energy and chemistry, and he's like, okay, should we go to yours or mine? Mm. That's the moment when I should tell them. For okay, sure. yeah, that's. I fair think enough. that's fair on him as well, obviously, yeah. and it's safer for me. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess some men might not have handle yeah. it in a in a good way. Yeah, and it's a, it's so a shame that you have always, to be yeah. responsible for the man. Yeah, I know, <laughs> but yeah, every single time they, they like they they were shocked, which was like I would say six times, seven times in my life. Mm. Only one guy left, mm. and was like. Like, why didn't you tell me? He was like, I thought he knew. <laughs> it's like, he was like, how would I know? I'm like, oh. I don't know. It was, yeah. 
But not, yeah, it takes time to, you know, learn all these things and mm. like, it takes time. Mm. So if we talk about, <laughs> if we can talk about like, say you're in Sydney, enjoying yourself, being yourself, mm-hmm. how did you go from that to transitioning? Yeah, so, yeah, as I said, like the last year in Sydney, I was kind of genderless, yeah. but always comfortable in my body. Mm-hmm. And then when I moved to London... I was still genderless the first year, like calling myself genderless, like yeah. now probably would be non-binary. Yeah. But, you know, I was still okay, okay with the pronoun he and my body. But then 2017, I started having first gender dysphoria moments when yeah. I wasn't uncomf- when I wasn't comfortable with my body yeah. and body parts. And then... I started going to female bathrooms because I just didn't, I wasn't comfortable with being associated, as, being associated, I associated, associated, I can't yeah. say the word, yeah. with being a man or being mm. male. I just hated it. I was just like, no, it's not me. And mm. when I was working in a studio, like a makeup studio, like, this is Pevy, he's going to be a makeup artist, mm. you know, um, I was always like so angry. I was literally, my blood was boiling. I was like, when no. When I said he. Yeah. And right. then I was like, I have to tell them. So yeah. I kind of like came out at work. Yeah. And it was 80% LGBT employees there. So it was amazing. Yeah. I was so good. I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. So, and I was just so kind of like so nervous about them to get a pronoun around every single yeah. time. Mm. And I know like, you know, we should be patient with people. But the time I was like, you know, I'm like a woman, you can't see it. Mm. Obviously, you know, I, that was the in between. That was the moment when I was clearly still kind of like more male than female. Yeah. Um, and then I called my family, came out for the second time in one lifetime, over the phone as well. And it was so nice, actually, because I wasn't even like scared about it. I was very yeah. emotional, but I wasn't scared. I guess because they've been supportive for the first time yeah, they it came was, out. it was, you know, very friendly, like no big deal. Like my parents were very cool with everything. Yep. And my partner, she was pregnant. She was expecting a girl for nine months. When she was pregnant, was that, my mom, she, when she was right. pregnant with me, right. I was supposed to be named Mary. Oh, really? And she was pregnant for nine months and expecting a girl right. until very last minute. So when I was born um, as a boy, I was, they were like, oh, like how, how are we going to name what, him? Why did they and think? I'm saying that because right. when I came out on the phone to my mom, they were on a walk mm. and my mom said to my dad, Dad, we have a Mary now. <laughs> so it was so cute. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And then it was like, yeah, cool. And my grandma was one of the first one getting the pronoun right. First one. Right. First one. She was so supportive. She was like... Your grandmother. I had the best granddaughter. Yeah. She yeah. was so... My dad's side. My mother's side, she still calls me darling boy two months ago. Okay. She's like, oh, my darling boy. Yeah. Anyway. How does it feel when someone says oh, that? Oh, it thing? hurts. Yeah. It hurts because my grandma, the last person in the family that's just... It's six years, six years behind. Yeah. Six years behind. I always tell them, listen, if you had Czechoslovakia for 60 years and it happened to be Czech Republic overnight, yeah. what's your excuse? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, I'm too, oh, I can't get used to it. What's your excuse? Yeah. yeah. You could use the new name overnight. Mm. Mm. And how does it how does it feel <laughs> when someone calls you a boy or a, or a Oh, man? not anymore. Like it was before, back before, yeah. like. When I started that transitioning, mm. when it was like, you know, the plane, like, hey, hello, sir. Mm. I was like, I'm a woman. You can't see. Like, mm. it's crazy. Like, to, it's so painful. 
in the world in that time of a trans person in between transition mm. when you look like the opposite gender you are don't want to be yeah and people still can't see it yeah. and they still perceive you as the opposite gender mm. but inside you know that you're not gonna be like that for much longer yeah you know if i show picture of myself now to people who are calling me man and misgendering me five six years ago seven years ago mm. They would never misgender me now. Hmm. But at that time, if I told them I'm a woman, they would laugh in my face. Hmm. So what I also want to spread as a information and awareness is that if someone tells you they are trans, your job is not to tell them your hair is long, long enough, long, not long enough, you still got stubble, you don't have boobs, hmm. you still got deep voice, you don't have, you know, this and that. Don't question their identity. Don't question mm. their gender. They know what they are talking about. Yeah. But they are not in that spectrum of like the femininity and masculinity. Mm. They are not there yet when the society considers someone feminine when they are there. Mm. This point. When you look like this. Mm. But trust people who know that they are in the wrong gender even though they're not looking like you think that a man or woman should look like. Mm. That is a very important one as well, because you make our life so much easier that moment, because it's so hard already to leave the house, deal with gender dysphoria with yourself, hate your body, dealing with your family, maybe who rejects you sometimes, dealing with hate and work, mm. plus dealing with all of that. Mm. So hard. So hard. Well, I guess that's something I've come to realize as well as um, a few of my friends are trans and like when you talk to them about what they've been through and the amount of effort and abuse that they get, yeah, um, you just think this is not something people are doing just to get attention or the, all the negative things oh, that yeah. people say. It's like if they've had to put up with that to be who they are. Oh, yeah. They know. It's, it's not it's not a choice. It's just like this is what I am. They know. Like yeah. you know like when how old are you when you know you like like girls or like like boys? Like you know you know. Mm. And I know it's so controversial with like with kids, like, you know, if a trans kid trans kids it's hard, you know, because you know, they they have no rights to like transition and like, get the medication mm. and stuff like that. But like if someone tells you like after eighteen because I don't want to talk about it before 18, because that's like a topic for another time. And, yeah. you know, I don't have much information, knowledge, so I don't want to talk about it. But like, yeah. if you're 18, over 18, and, um, you know, if someone tells you like, or you tell them like, oh, I'm, like I'm trans, like, just just give them a hug. Yeah. Just give them, I'm here for you. Mm. If someone is strong enough to come to you and open up and come out to you. Mm. Just give them a hug. Be like, I'm here for you. Mm. I love you. Mm. You know, that's what I wish everyone had. Every, every everyone's reaction was, mm. um, yeah, because it's not it's not a face. Mm. It's not something that will disappear with time. Yeah, it's not something we do for attention or for I don't know. Just we are bored. Mm. <laughs> you know, why would I spend thousands on surgeries? Why wouldn't I? Why would I take? hormones and testosterone blockers why would i deal with all this hate mm. if i wasn't sure who i was yeah 
So you started to realize that that's who you are and you felt more comfortable with that. Mm. Um, so I guess, how did you go about the stages of like speaking to doctors and things like that? Yeah. So the first year I was waiting for public funding. Yeah. NHS, which is right now four years waiting list. Mm -hmm. Welcome to UK. Yeah. Love it. So I, after waiting, I just got so, I was so uncomfortable with myself. Yeah. I tried to kill myself twice. Okay. Because the discomfort was so bad. Mm, I'm sorry to hear that. And I was like, I need to do something. So I was just like, I went privately. Yeah. And after being private for two or three years, I they opened this new program called Trans Plus on Dean Street. It's um on the NHS, mm -hmm. and then I and it's amazing because they do everything there. Yeah, the staff is LGBT. Yeah, it's amazing. Like all the blood, I don't have to go to GP and request blood. Go to the hospital and wait. It's all done in one room. It's amazing now. Yeah, so I'm so grateful they do this. So I was one of the first people who was there after the private one. Hmm. Um, yeah. So now I've been with I've been with them with them since. Right. And can I ask what you've had done? As a surgery or as yeah. a yeah, surgery? Yeah, for surgery, yeah. So surgery, I just had breast augmentation. Yeah. So it was my, yeah, silicones, like mm -hmm. under the muscle. Yeah. Um, and then I just had voice feminization surgery mm -hmm. a month ago. Okay. So you can feel, feel, I hear when I talk too much, my voice is still a bit hoarse, mm -hmm. but it's going to get better like in two months. Yeah. Um. And that's it for surgeries. Okay. Then I just got fillers, Botox, that helps a lot. I had a really good doctor and hormones definitely help you to just like really blossom and like, you know, fat, fat, uh, fat, um, redistribution, redistribution, yeah. exactly. And, you know, your face and your things like that, um. And yeah. what, what type of hormones? Is it like an estrogen it's, thing? It's estrogen. It's pro, pro, progesterone, progesterone, progesterone. Progesterone. Yeah. Right. Estrogen. But you need to take also testosterone blockers. Testosterone blockers, yeah. You need yeah. to, yeah. Okay. So you don't age as a male. You don't smell as a male. Right. You Your hair is not receding. Yeah. Um, you, have, you, don't, you don't have upper body uh, strength. Right. That's very important as well. And does it make you feel different taking the hormones? Oh yes, hundred mm. percent. Mm. It's not just men, like it's not just physical; it's mental. Like it's mm. oh, like it's psychological. Like it's it's crazy. Mm. It's literally gender affirming. It helps me to live. Mm. It's like imagine I'm, I'm a diesel car, mm. but I, I I put petrol in it and not no. diesel. Yeah. So now my body is running on diesel finally. Right. Because I'm putting the right hormones in my body. Yeah. And because of the right hormones, I can live my best life. Mm. I can shine. Mm -hmm. I feel good in my own skin. Mm. That's why I believe that the power of surgeries and helps of doctors and estheticians and fashion gurus, so important. Because mm. if you have the money... Or if you have the, uh, what do you call it? 
resources mm. to be the best version of yourself, look better, mm. therefore feel better, therefore function 100%, help others because mm. you have the strength and cap- mental capacity to do that. Mm. Why wouldn't you? You know, why wouldn't you be the best version of yourself? Why wouldn't you get a big boop for confidence? Mm. Why wouldn't you uh, do the nose job mm. just because you will feel amazing after that mm. and therefore you can shine afterwards? Mm. I believe there's so much power in, you know, we should really make the most of it these days mm. to be who we really are mm. and make the most of it if we can. If we live, if we're lucky enough to live in a country, it's illegal to be who you are. Yeah. To express yourself, mm. you know, be yourself, be happy, don't hurt anyone. That's my mantra. Mm. You know. It sounds like a nice, peaceful thing to do. Thanks. Yeah. Um, okay, and so, um, so you 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 said like with relationships that you. Don't think you've had relationships. Is that- I've never had a relationship. I never yeah. had a boyfriend. Yeah. I love. I loved three times, four times. I was in love three times, four times. Right. But it was with guys who I just saw once or twice, mm. and I got so emotionally involved, mm. and they never loved me back. So I, I was never in love. Yeah. Mutual. It wasn't mutually. Yeah. I was always in love. Yeah. For a few months, and then it just kind of faded, faded away. Mm. But um, I've never been in love mutually, oh. and I would love to experience it one day. I hope so. So we will see. Yeah. Yeah. And do you find, do you ever get like um, fetishized, like by guys? Every in day. Like, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Every day I get fetishized. Mm. Yeah. I just see, I, I can see the, the the level of conversation with me and guys and if I compare my cisgender friends and with guys, you know, there's always big difference. Mm. You know, it's sex straight away. Mm. It's like almost like I wasn't person with hobbies, talents, right. dreams, experiences. It goes straight to sex. Mm. You know? Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of used to it. Like, it's a little traumatizing and a little sad, but... Kind of, a, I don't know any different, but you know. Mm. So I'm, I'm used to it. If 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 I'm fetishized and I don't like it, I tell them. Mm. But I do, I do get fetishized. Mm. But I always tell them, like, listen, if like I like you, like, if I like them, if it's not just sex, if it's sex, like I don't, I don't really, I don't really care honestly if I'm fetishized or not. Right. I really don't like care at that moment because yeah. I'm just like, we go to the point when it's just sex. Yeah. Like, like, frankly, I don't really care about your personality if they don't care about mine. Mm. We are on that level. Cool. Mm. Like, I, 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 I can definitely separate this mm. from my private life. Mm. But my private life, if I <clears throat> want to date, and I can feel there's lots of always sexual comments mm. or, yeah, like fetishy stuff. Mm. So it's almost like, Wanting you because of, um, I'm trying to get. Well, they love they, like, yeah. they watch transport yeah. and they just want to experience that, and they, that's like all mm. they want. But mm. I know those guys would never take me out. They would never introduce me to their family. Like it's, right. yeah. it's like those kind of like, 
I'm just kind of like the trans doll from porn they they know mm. and what they want. And, you know, they just like go straight to like, what are you going to wear for me? And like, um, we don't even know where I live. Like, why are you asking this question? Mm. Like, like, sometimes it gets really intense, you know. Mm. That sounds difficult. So, I guess, can we talk about what your day job is? Yeah. Well, I wouldn't go day job because most of it I'm just doing at night. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I started doing OnlyFans a year ago. Mm-hmm. I've been doing it for a year now. How did that come about? How did you start with that? Um, I actually opened the account during uh, lockdown, so yeah. f- over three years ago now. Mm-hmm. But I didn't do it seriously. I just did it for extra money because mm-hmm. I was, you know, before I was performing in clubs and right. I was like, you know, why I was performing online in my bedroom and just maybe someone will pay me. Yeah. But it was never like serious. It was just extra money. Now I got serious because like my friend was like, hey, I kind of got serious and OnlyFans, do you want to do a scene together? I was like, oh, I'm not sure. But then I was like, you know what? Let's do it. I was like, let's do it. I have nothing to lose. So, because I'm, I was doing Britney Spears shows and impersonation before, mm-hmm. he was like, why don't we do like trans Britney Spears? Right. That they can be your thing. Yeah. And I was like, interesting. So, he had this vision for me, basically. He kind of like pushed me. I was like, yeah, let's do it. So, we did like the first thing together. He, and I, you know, I kind of got serious with that. And he gave me some advices and I met some other people and it just escalated so, so, so big that I was 0% within four months. Sorry, what do you mean? Zero, zero percent of content creators means like I'm t- in top 0% of the all the right. content creators in the world. Oh, okay. So it means that like you're on top. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's good. Right. Okay. Um. So I've been top 0% since January now. Okay. And it's my only job, only income. Mm. And I love it. Right. It gives me so much freedom, you know. I've done 28 flights this year so far already. 28 what? Sorry? 28 flights. Okay. For traveling. Yeah. I, I love where, it. Where are you going? What are you doing? Oh, just in Europe. Just like travel, always book holiday. holidays, make some content in a hotel. Right. Okay. Go back home, London, you know. Oh, it's right. like. Because, oh, yeah, you can do it anyway. Yeah, I can do whatever you? I want. It gives yeah. me so much freedom. Like, I'm so, so blessed. I'm so grateful. I literally live the perfect life right now. Mm. I'm living my dream. Mm-hmm. I'm literally, I wouldn't change a thing right now. Yeah. I feel so accomplished because I feel like I've done everything I want to do in my life. Mm. You know, whether it's, whether it's my book, whether it's... Um, Did you say your book? Yeah. You've written a book? Yeah, I published a book okay. three years ago. Oh, really? That's why I'm just feeling like I, got, I put all it out there, you know? Yeah. So what, what was the book? Is like a biography, autobiography or uh, something? It's more about uh, positive mindset for millennials and positive okay. thinking, how to be happy in your 20s. Yeah. It's is the book still available? 20s and happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the book called? 20s and happy. 20s and happy. Yeah. So I started writing this in Sydney, actually. Mm-hmm. Right. And okay. I published it uh, in the UK three years ago, four years ago. Okay. So, yeah, I'm saying that like, I'm so accomplished because I feel like I've done it all. Like I've done a book. I've traveled there. I did this. I did all the performing in London. I was working for all these amazing magazines and makeup brands I wanted to do as a kid. All these teenage dreams, tick, 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 you know? Mm. So now I'm just like, you know, having this amazing, almost passive income, I would say, because it is sometimes, you know, you know, you, you make money while you're sleeping. Right. And you travel the world 
you do what you love, you've been sexy, mm. you have an orgasm and been paid for that. <laughs> like, what is not to love? You yeah. know, like, I'm just literally living the dream. Mm. And I like when I touch the wood, I'm just like, I hope it's gonna last mm-hmm. <laughs> because it feels amazing and I'm just like so happy about it. So it gives me a lot of, lots of freedom, you know. Right. I still have to work every single day, even yeah. Christmas Day, doesn't yeah. matter. I right. need to be on a phone at least two, three hours a day. So what are you what are you doing when you're on your phone? What what scheduling what is it? posts, yeah. doing collaborations. Yeah. It's a lot of scheduling. People think it's just like being pretty and post. Right. People think like OnlyFans are just like stupid girls more, you know? Right. It's not about being pretty, because I tell you, I know for people who wouldn't be considered as pretty by society, mm. you know, they are so, it, they are so unique. Mm. You know, it can be people with anything, any mm. difference, difference, yeah, because they're work ethics mm. and their discipline mm. they are in top zero percent as well mm. so what it's does been it never been sorry it's I just want to say it's about being consistent yeah smart and being a good marketing person right because if you're not you can be the most beautiful person in the world you will never make it through top zero percent. Mm. You need to know what you're doing. You need to know your niche. You need to know your audience. You need to know your philosophy, your strategy. All of that you need to know. And then you need to follow that and just keep doing what you're doing. Mm. It takes some time to figure it out. How did you figure it out? With time. Right. Just trying different things. Yeah. Did you like do any like learn, watch any like YouTube tutorials or something or? No, I was lucky. It just worked out the first time. Right. But then I had to adjust. Yeah. You know, because my philosophy is different than most of most of the other trans girls who are on it. Because I'm friends with like 60, 70 top uh, trans models on OnlyFans in the world. Mm-hmm. We have a group chat. Oh, nice. And so we share right, so, okay. lots of knowledge. Yeah. That helps a lot as well. Well, it's good that you're helping each other. It's not oh, it's competitive. Such a, it's so of, good. Yeah. We are such a like, community. And again, every trans girl has different philosophy. Mm. You know, it's very, very different. It's very interesting. So <sighs> you, I guess one of the things you're talking, because I guess it seems like there's a lot of people um, who, you know, are trying OnlyFans recently and they don't do well or um, yeah. just give up or something like that. Mm-hmm. So um, why do you think, yeah, I guess you've sort of said, but like why do you th- what's the difference between someone not making it and making it on, on OnlyFans? Um, as I said, I would say if it doesn't, if it doesn't work, you need to change a little bit. Right. Because it doesn't work for a reason. Mm. So be like, oh, what can I do to make it work? Mm. Should I advertise explicit picture maybe instead of blurring my genitalia? Mm. Because then it makes the clicks. That mm. makes the views, mm. you know? That's my example. Mm. <laughs> but like... And how do, how do people find you? Like, I advertise right now on Twitter. So right. I, pay someone to, I pay someone to be pinned post on Twitter. Right. So I pay big money every month to be on the top of the most famous trans page in 
on Twitter. Oh, really? So I you make sure right. my videos on top like when people go there. Right. Traffic to my free profile, right. and if my pre profile, I track it myself or like marketing myself to my premium profile. Mm -hmm. That's how I make money on my premium profile from subscribers. Yeah. On, like the free, a monthly on, thing the free, on the free profile, I don't even make like two hundred dollars a month, right? Because it's you know, even though I have like twelve thousand fans there, right? It's all traffic. It's all right. advertising. It's all little trailers, little yeah. videos. If you like that, try this. Yeah, right. exactly. That's kind of how I get fans. It's like a funnel in. to yeah. Did I answer a question? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's how people find you. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, and uh, did you ever study marketing or anything? It's funny actually because I was officially studying marketing in Sydney for a year when I was on student visa. Right. But I remember not even a page. <laughs> I always went there, signed a paper right. and left. Yeah. I I remember I was present during the class maybe once or twice in a year. Right. Because it was a very like cheap course. Mm -hmm. So I didn't do much. Mm-hmm. Like a TAFE course or something, was it? Like, yeah. To college, like marketing yeah. college. So it's, it's, it's yeah. funny because, like, even though I was officially studying marketing, yeah. I didn't go there. I had no idea about marketing, mm. but I'm a, I would say I'm a smart marketing person without mm. being, like, me have to study, study in that. Mm. Mm. But I, again, I'm, I've been learning. I've been learning. The knowledge I have today, I didn't have a year ago. Yeah. So it's, um, right. it's a process. Yeah. But the basic, I've been always thinking as an entrepreneur, always. Mm, right. I was always thinking when I'm in a coffee shop, I always think, ah, oh, if I was an entrepreneur, what would I make it better? How I would, you know, put the lighting and the music. And I was always thinking as the owner. Mm. Wherever I go, I always think as a business person. Mm. It can be hospital, mm. it can be coffee shop, it can be a plane. Mm. Wherever I go, I think about like as a business person. Mm. How can I make more sale? How right. can I improve this? Yeah. How can I get people subscribe, clicks? Mm. How can I get people make my, like, remember my name? Yeah. That's how I always think. My brain, it just doesn't stop thinking about that. Mm. How can I be better? How can I improve? Mm. I'm always thinking like, like mm. that. Yeah, that's interesting. I was talking to someone the other day and he um, works with models. So what he does is... With, uh, with OnlyFans models? Yeah, with OnlyFans yeah. models. And so what he does is he... Um, he like spends a day with someone, creates lots and lots of content, and then he'll like be that model. And so he'll be that he'll basically create the help them create the profile. Yep. He'll like post all the pictures and schedule all, all that out mm -hmm. and put the comments. And he'll oh. be like, he'll be replying to the guys that you know say, Hey, babe. And he's like, Oh, That's hi, babe. Smart. Thanks. Yeah. And so he's like, So he gets a percentage of, um, you know, of the income, mm -hmm. like depending maybe 50-50 or whatever it is because, you know, it's kind of fair because she is the, the product. Yeah. Um, but she only has to work one day a week yeah. or, or one day a month even. Mm -hmm. And he's the one that's working all the time. Yeah. Replying I've to done it as messages. well with guys as well. Like I, I paid guys just to be on the camera. Mm. But then again, they're not models. Yeah. But I use them as a content making. Yeah. Because they want to be on that. Mm. They sign the papers, all the paperwork mm. is on top, all done properly every single time. Mm. So if I'm not collaborating with OnlyFans model, mm. so, I, so I can't tag them, mm. so I, it needs to be signed properly. Mm. So yeah, we film and... Mm. But I guess like with this guy, like he's not 
creating he's not in the content at all but right. he's pretending to be that model online so he's right. like replying to all the messages right. and all that type of stuff that's smart yeah i would call as a smart business person yeah. yeah yeah and um i don't know if it's like i, I guess i'm curious i'll ask when you don't have to tell me but like money wise like is it profitable for you six figures right okay yeah okay well, that's nice i'm gonna say how much by six figures yeah yeah Great. Which is comfortable, I guess. Yeah, it's a nice way to live. Particularly if you enjoy it. I think that's the main thing. Like, it's no point making money if you yeah, hate it. I don't it. have to kill myself to work 60 hours a week to make this figure. Yeah. Like, who can say that they're working two hours a day, mm. making six figures? Mm. Like, I'm so blessed. Like, I'm just mm. like, thank you, technology. Thank you, 2023. <laughs> like, I'm like, if you can make the most of your life and all the resources, like, why wouldn't you? Mm. Why wouldn't you? Like, this is the future. Like, if mm. you're still stuck back in 20th century, mm. that's on you. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So if, like, people thinking, like, oh, but, you know, you have this, you have this, like, can you hear the excuses? You can mm. make yourself, like, make your life better. Yeah. It's there. It's in front of you. Like, you mm. just need to figure out what you want to do. Like, but act quick because mm. the life, the world is changing fast. Mm. Like, you need to act right now. And I know? think one of the nice things about, your story as well is that you've you've always been yourself and like yeah. you've eventually been able to present the way you are inside outside yeah, yeah. and which has taken a little bit of time and now you're you're truly you know finally being yeah. your true self and then it's making money and it's making money <laughs> and i'm just like i'm always thinking i'm always thinking like if you never came out you would never be where you are right now yeah you could be still like, back I'm in so Czech Republic happy. and yeah like, I'm just like, I'm like, I feel so sorry for people, but it's not there for sometimes, you know, that they are not, they're not out. Mm. Because I'm like, look how beautiful life can be. Mm. All the mm. possibilities, all your dreams, like you're literally going to blossom. You're going to be so happy within yourself. Mm. Therefore, you'll be happy on the outside. Yeah. Therefore, you'll be making the world a better place because you, there will be nothing holding you back. Yeah. You yeah, will yeah, literally yeah. be doing a favor to the world, mm. you know. Mm. You will live an amazing life if you really are, if you are true to yourself. I really wish everyone was like me in mm. terms of following their path and stuff like that. And mm. also, I wish everyone was as lucky as me mm. in terms of having beautiful, supportive family. Yeah. And because definitely the environment and circumstances definitely helped me to make it easier. You know, mm. I'm think, I'm thinking like, would I still come out if my parents would be really into trans? I would, mm. but I would leave them behind. I would like yeah. live, like, you know, I would never come back home. I would mm. miss them. I, you know, it mm. would hurt. It would hurt. It would hurt. You know. Mm. So I really wish that everyone had the safe space to be who they want to be. That's mm. my wish. Mm. And so I guess I'm curious, what is the future for you? Like it sounds like things are going well. What do you yeah. think about? Honestly, as I said, like if I die today, I'll be happy. I'm literally <laughs> yeah. so accomplished. I'm so yeah. at peace with my life. Yeah, I'm so chilled. Mm. I'm so chilled. Mm. You know. So my dream or goals to the future is literally just like keep traveling the world, mm -hmm. keep motivating people, keep making the world a better place, keep being happy. Mm -hmm. Keep living life the fullest. Make an impact. Mm -hmm. 
be kind. Mm-hmm. Like it sounds all like cliches and all like, oh my God, what is she talking about? But this is something I really believe in, you know, like yeah. I really, that's like my, that's my vision for the future. Just really enjoy be in the moment, whether it's like creativity, you know, whether it's OnlyFans or if there is anything bigger than that, that will open the door and I'll enjoy. But as long as I enjoy, sorry, not enjoy, but like have more money. But as long as I enjoy it and I love it, and I feel like I'm living my purpose and making money and traveling and people around me are happy for me and I love them and they love me. That's the goal, isn't it? Mm. Isn't the best goal for everyone to have? Yeah. Like really like have fun and be joyful. Mm-hmm. That's that's what my like I I never was thinking the amount of houses or cars or like I never was thinking about it. I always want to be like happy and be on the nice beach and have a nice sunset and have someone next to me to share it with. I never mm-hmm. was thinking about, you know, have this in amount and do this position and job and mm-hmm. I was thinking about sex position, but not just <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, so it was always like my, like, you know, dream to be happy. Mm. Yeah. That's great. That's, that sounds like... And live the legacy. And live what? Live the legacy of happiness. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's, oh, that's my, great. Yeah. So just before we go, uh, be nice to know how people can find you. And- yeah. Um, so the best way for me, I think, is just through Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Pavi Valsa. P-A-V-I-E-V-A-L-S-A. And um, if, you know, if, if you're struggling or if you need any help, um, just DM me. Um, I should be able to find you eventually, but I will. Um, and um, I'm, I'm more than happy to help you and more than happy to help anyone who have who has any questions with anything regarding to, you know, only fans or me being trans or anything else we were just talking about, I'll be more than happy to help. Okay, great. Thank you. And uh, yeah, for people who want to find us, um, it's uh, Exploring Alternative Relations on Instagram as well. All right. Well, thank you for coming on today. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for letting me speak in um, hopefully educate as well Yeah, and um, inspire Mm-hmm. Or people who people or whoever will listen to because as I say I feel like knowledge and education is very important mm, yeah, definitely. prevents ignorance yeah and so thank you and like you say um, providing representation as well yeah representation matters yeah definitely alright thank you very much thank you